the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. Today's reading is from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1 to 31. Um, so we've been looking at the fruit of the Spirit. God's work is transformation. God's work of changing us is heart is again, as we said before, is not our current happiness, not our happiness, but our eternal change. Yeah, our transformation. And um, uh, so we've been looking. We looked at six of them. I suppose we we can split them up if you like, but they are this fruit. They are a, a complete unit like a lovely flower with different petals, if you like. Many different analogies we could use, but they are one. First three, you could say, are Godward. God plants them into our hearts. The next three are manward, how we deal with man. And the le- this last three is, is to us, to us. And faithfulness is a beautiful word, which um, we'll see God is absolutely faithful, absolutely reliable, true, firm, fidelity, it never changes. And you know what? That is something that the world is needing, looking for, and sadly is lacking, even in the church. I just, uh, Carol gave me a book for Christmas. And uh, really, I suppose, it sums up where, where Western is. It's called The Death of Western Christianity, I think it's called. And it shows where, where we are, that um, all the isms that we have in our world, atheism and hedonism, existentialism, all those kind of things that have flooded out the Western world, Really, they can be summed up in either pushing God to the side or actually getting rid of God altogether and putting man at the center. And the problem is with that is that we want to be the boss. And uh, the sadly sad thing that comes into our lives, into, into, into the church, and we see it and we'll, we'll, we'll really delve into that. But first of all, we look at our God because the fruit of the Spirit, remember we say, it is just reflecting relationship. Who we associate with, who we fellowship with, who is in us, that should reflect out, shouldn't it? Holy Spirit is within us. So his character, his nature should be showing forth day by day. Of course, there's cooperation. Remember we said about the gifts? Gifts God can give us in a moment. Doesn't mean God can give you a gift just like that. But the fruit of the Spirit, character, and that's a different kettle of fish. Because there needs cooperation, isn't it? And it needs, it needs long time it takes, isn't it? And uh, with different issues, different people, God puts in our place, God puts in our path to test us, to prove us, to try us. But ultimately, first of all, God is true. God is faithful. Let's read some verses to get our minds on that. Uh, Lamentations, that's a good one to find. Lamentations 3. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. It is his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his Great is his faithfulness. How great is his faithfulness? Psalm 36, verse 5. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. That's good news, isn't it? That's good news. His love to the heavens, well, that's, we can't even, we don't even know where that is, do we? Just sent a probe up now, that probe that horizon's just gone to the furthest thing, and that's billions of miles away, and found a little bit of ice somewhere, didn't it? And that's just the beginning, that's just the end of our solar system, or the beginning of it. Impossible to quantify. The psalmist didn't know that when he wrote it, did he? Didn't know, didn't know anything about that, but God did. 
but his faithfulness reaches that God is absolutely true and faithful in his person. And uh, as our Mike said on Sunday morning, now that's good and bad sometimes, isn't it, for us? Because when he says something, he has to perform it. And so when he said to Israel, if you behave like this, you will go out of the land, he was true to his word. And uh, that's why we can rely upon his word, because he's true to it. He is not moved by sentiment at all, okay? We are. He's not sentimental. Now, he's merciful, but that's not sentimental, you see? Sentiment is, is oh, you know, wishy-washy, but his mercy, oh, hallelujah. But he's faithful. He's faithful in his person. Great is his faithfulness. His faithfulness person is commands there because his person is, his words are. Remember, we say, uh, you're only as good as your word, aren't we? <laughs> only as good as your word. Doesn't matter what, people will, will judge you by your word and your words. Um, Psalm 119, 15152. Yet you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. His commands are true and they last forever. The world changes. It's changed so dramatically in the last 40 or 50 years. Um, in every area, isn't it? Uh, we were, uh, Josh brought Jackie, one uh, of those, what do you call them? Google? Uh, Google, anyway. And you speak to it and it, it'll tell you anything, it'll give you a recipe. I've asked that one. Or it'll play a song to you. When, when Auntie Lean came, uh, who was 93, and you know, she's pre TV, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. It wasn't near enough. She's absolutely amazed, absolutely amazed, isn't it? At this, this little box, you can talk to it and talk back, you can tell it, amazing. But uh, sadly, with all that advancement, we have an advancement in all those isms that have, have squeezed the life out of the church sometimes. So, where we are, are now a non entity in influence. Whereas before, you know, they would look up to the church or listen to what the church said, or now, no. Thankfully, the Queen did hold on again this Christmas, saying the gospel is for everybody, you know. Um, without that, you know, I listened to the Archbishop of Canterbury, sadly, and a little bit, but nothing really, nothing solid, nothing, you know, dramatic or dynamic. Preach the gospel, tell them about Jesus. You know, hope, you only get hope in God. You know, hope in the Lord. No other hope outside him, is there? Um, so the gospel, faithfulness of God, and his commands are true. Uh, Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Ah, what a verse. Oh, Deuteronomy, wonderful. Thousand, he keeps his commands. That's why he's not just true in creation. We can see that in creation. He's true in creation. His commands and his faithfulness in creation. Why the Bible says in Genesis 8, seed time and harvest, cold and, and heat, summer and winter will always, until I, I wrap it up, he said. He's faithful. The Bible says he not just created the worlds by his word, he holds them together by his word. You look at, at science and science tells you they don't know why this planet is so unique. The atmosphere, the gravity, everything is right for life. Why is it? Because the Bible says God is holding it together. When he says it's enough, it'll be all disintegrated. The, that binding of the atom, he'll say, right, the time is gone, and it'll be all renewed. 
Uh, the faithfulness of God in creation. Faithfulness of God in his covenant, of course, with Israel. We've seen it. We see it in, in, in history. Faithful in his covenant. Listen to this now. Uh, Hebrews 6, verse 18. That by two immutable or unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation, who have, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. He cannot lie. That is his faithfulness to us. And that, again, should be branded within us. And sometimes, isn't it amazing how we can, how we twist the truth? How we can, uh, maybe, we can excuse ourselves. I mean, we don't want to upset somebody or, and this. But really, let's be honest, we can, we can uh, really twist that. But God says, upright, true, holy, upright with him. Um, Psalm 119, 89 to 90. Psalm 119. Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. His word is eternal. It is forever. That's why we can stand upon it. God is faithful. When Peter calls God the faithful creator, Revelation calls Jesus the faithful witness. Hebrews, again, right through Hebrews, he's the faithful high priest. That's why we can rely upon him. That's why we can put our, our, our faith in him. And that's why people should be able to rely upon us. Absolutely fundamentally. Um, to behold true to his word and Every area of our lives, every area of our lives, faithful to the word and to his character. Um, I'm not sure, I think it's one of the presidents said this. He who does most in God's great world is he who does best in his own little world. Yeah? He who does the most in God's great world does the best in his own little world. See, deal with those little issues. Someone said... Don't waste time waiting and longing for those great opportunities which may never come, but faithfully handle the little things that are always clamoring for your attention. Always, oh, no, 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 no. Faithfully handle those little things that are always clamoring for your attention. Little by little, day by day, faithfully standing for him. It's amazing when you do those little things, how God sees um, one day, um, a couple went to a particular hotel, elderly couple, and um, it was a really stinker of a night. And the um, the uh, clerk at the uh, desk said, "Look, sorry, we haven't got any any room here at all." And he looked at this couple and thought, hey, "They shouldn't be going back out there. It's really rough." He said, "I tell you what," he said, "I'll give you my room for the night." You can sleep. He's only a single bed. I'm sorry, he said, but you can have my room for the night. And the eat, he didn't know him from Adam. And uh, the couple uh, said, you, sh you really sure about that? He said, look, yeah. He said, you, you, uh, you shouldn't be out there. I'll be okay. Don't worry about me. He said, you take my room. And um, the man said to him, you know, that's really, we appreciate that, he said. Really appreciate that. He said, you know, one day, he said, I'm going to build a hotel for you, he said. I'll make you the manager. And then this man thought, okay, thanks, you know, that's wonderful. Uh, just a few years later, he had a letter from that same man to, uh, with a round-trip ticket to New York um, to the Fifth, Fifth Avenue on 34th Street to a magnificent new hotel called the Waldorf Astoria. 
which um, me and you won't stay in because it's too expensive unless you get a good offer. Um, and uh, this man was made manager. Why? Faithful in small things. Faithful in small things. It's interesting that so often we can think, uh, is, it, is it worth anything? Man, a little man, uh, a little boy called Norman Geisler, went to Sunday school every week. Just went back on four because he was picked up. Someone picked him up, invited him, took him along every week, week by week, week by week, week by week. And he'd been 400 times. So how many years is that? Eight years. Didn't seem much of a change at all. And uh, I'm sure the man picking him up thought, why am I picking this boy up for his very little change in him at all? But you know what? I'm, I'm sure he may have said that week by week, even the 339th, 35th time, 336th time. But on the 400th, 400th week, he gave his life to the Lord. He gave his life to the Lord. Why? Because that man kept, went and kept picking him up. He could have said, well, what a waste of time. What a waste of time. But you know what? Faithful God has called us. Why? Because he is faithful. Isn't it amazing if God had said it over us, he's a waste of time. I'm giving up on him. And let's be honest, if we're honest to ourselves, he could have done that many times, couldn't he? And deservedly so. But thankfully, he is faithful. He is faithful. He is so faithful in, in, his, in his commands, in his, in his covenant, his creation, but also in his calling to us, in his salvation for us. Listen to how we can rely upon him. 1 John 1, 8 to 10. We claim to be without sin. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. Uh, what do we rely upon? If we confess, he is faithful. He, he is faithful. He is absolutely true to his word. So God is now, because he's faithful to us, now he's put his courage in us, he's looking for that within us. And you know what? The world may say this and that, and man is at the center, man, and I and this and that. And what we said, said many times, as soon as you say, I think, I want, I deserve, that, stop yourself. Because generally, you know, it's I. Stop it. No, no, no. Christianity is not about you. It's about him. All about him. All about him and who he is and what he wants to do in your life. He is faithful in his salvation. He's also faithful, remember, to keep us. What does the Bible say? When we attempt it, when we attempt it, he'll always give us a way out. Why? Because he is faithful. He is faithful to give us a way out. Now, whether we take that way, that's a different question. But he'll always give us, always give us uh, that way out. We may be faithless, but when he comes into us and implants, we become faithful. We become faithful. And that's an ongoing process um, in our lives. In our lives. Um, let's see, you see, God look, is looking for faithful men and women in every area. He's not looking for um, gifted people. Remember, we say, don't worry about gifting. Nothing to do with gifting. He is looking for faithful people. Daniel 6 4 to 5. 
with this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt or negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. What an amazing testimony. We will never find anything unfaithful in this man. See, that's why God uses people like that. Why God will use us. Because of faithfulness. Faithfulness. Nothing untoward in his life at all. You see, if we are waiting and looking for God uh, to uh, gift us in such a way, listen to these verses in uh, uh, Luke 16, 10 to 12. Faithful in every area of our lives. Waiting for God to gift us with that amazing gift. How's your time management? How's your money management? How's your relationship management? Areas of faithfulness where the nitty gritty hits the road and God can say, look, I can trust him. I can really trust See, God is looking for those people. Uh, Noah, 120 years, he reckoned, just about building an ark. I don't, how many times do you think of himself, what on earth am I doing here? <laughs> what am I doing here? What, I, I, never seen rain. It wasn't that kind of, the atmosphere was totally different. Unbelievable. Moses is called faithful. Faith, he wanted to give up, didn't he? DME, didn't he want those people? Abraham, faithful, faithful. <clears throat> what marked them out as faithful? They held to God's promises. Held to God. Even in the midst of all the difficulties. Now, they had blips, of course, didn't they? Abraham had a few blips on the way. But he kept faithful, kept faithful, kept faithful to God's word. God is looking for faithfulness in every area of our lives, even when it costs us. I um, took uh, my, uh, Jackie's fault. I'm blaming Jackie. Could, I'm, I'm re- recording as well. Um, Jackie said, Pop, mate, we were coming back from my dad. I need to go to Sainsbury just for Christmas. All right. I, 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 no, I, I, you, I was going to come home and let her drive down. Oh, go on, I'll take you down. Um, and uh, so I dropped off, it was dark, and I was just driving around, you know, driving in the car park, up the top of the car park, and I was just, you know, thinking and daydreaming, putting reverse, reverse, and bam. I, oh. So I, I, I just drove, I looked in my, my mirror, and I looked at it, and I thought, oh, I can't see it, nothing, nothing wrong with the car. So I just drove back around, and, and then I thought, oh, I better go and just have another look, because, you know, in my back, I couldn't see anything, I didn't. Uh, and then I came back around, and I thought, oh, I didn't know Mark on my big thing is it but I caught it right on the corner and dented a nice uh, the bumpers today no bumpers are there all that so I thought oh. so I thought oh okay so I waited for it to come out I said oh I said I just bumped your car <laughs> I said oh. she said oh she said a few choice words and uh, she said oh th- thank you for stopping she said what an experience cost me a couple of bob mine. I said, look, I said, just go and get a price and I'll pay for it. 
See, I could easily, easily have driven off and thought, well, you know, there's nothing there. No, that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Uh, well, you, you, there's nothing you, you miss these days, but, uh, um, but you know what? Faithful, faithful, faithful. Easily could have said, well, it wasn't much. Very little, very little, really. But faithfulness in every area, isn't it? In, 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 in work, in, in the home, when your word is your bond, when you, you have to be upright and true and stand on God's word, even though it's going to cost you, even though it's going to be difficult, stand on God's word. That's where we are as a church today. We've not stood on God's word. We've not been faithful to God's word, and the world has squeezed us. So now instead of things that are 34 years ago were beyond debate, there wasn't even a debate about them. Now they become a debate. Why? Because we have not stood upon the f- God's faithfulness and been faithful to God's word. In every area of our lives, you see, God is looking for that. God is looking for that. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 to 3. This then is how you ought to regard us, as servants of Christ and, and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. You see, ultimately, everything God gives us, we're stewards of. We're not going to take it with us. Everything we have, God has entrusted to us. And he said we must prove faithful in that, even in the little things. 1 Peter 4, verse 10. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as a good steward of the manifold grace of God. Good stewards. Good stewards is all about faithfulness. doesn't matter what people say. You know, if you're waiting for a pat on the back, why? It's nice to be encouraged, isn't it? Nice to, oh, well done. But ultimately, we want the well done from him. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for, for the, the blessing of God on it and the pat on the back from him. Uh, service, stewards, goodness from him. I remember, it shocked me this, but it shouldn't have shocked me because, again, as we said about faithfulness is lacking in our world. And we said, right, I talked a little bit about three weeks ago. Um, in every, every area of society, isn't it? In, in, in clubs, in, in uh, talking to a guy, he was running the come rugby club and they had to fold because there was no one, they didn't want to play, not enough people to turn up and not enough people to go on the committee to just commit, mm-hmm. commit to do and just to serve and to volunteer and that's right through uh, our society now really and of course we see it in family life, well commitment is, is faithfulness is, that's gone a long time ago in a sense you know, it's faithful to what you want you know, not actually to what you've promised um, and I remember talking to a chap and I, I know him very well and I knew what church he went to, and I said, oh, how are we doing? He said, I said, um, oh, you know, been in church 50 years. I said, oh, are we going? How's the church going? You know? He said, oh, he said, I don't go there now. He said, I go this particular church. I said, oh. I said, oh. He said, well, you know, why is that? He said, he said oh, I felt like a change, he said. I felt like a change. And I tell you what, it, it was just like something had stabbed in me. I felt like a change. Not like the Lord had led me or, you know, the, this is, you know, when I, he, he didn't even quote it in, in that language of God led me. 
I felt like a change. And I said, I thought then, Lord, faithfulness, faithfulness. That's, it's seeped into, into, into where we are, to where we are. God is looking. God is looking for God. And you know what? As we look, look in a minute, God commends us for that. He doesn't say, dear, well done, you, you wonderful, gifted man of God. That's not his commendation when I stand before him. Not those words at all. Not those words at all. They will not come out of his mouth. Let's see what God is going to say. Um, Matthew 24, 43, I think, 43, 47, 45, 47. <coughs> Two women will be grinding with their hand mill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had not known at that time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let, let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the Master has put in charge of the servants in the household to give them their food at the proper time. It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. He's looking for faithfulness. He's looking for persistence, consistency. Matthew 25, 21. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a new th with, with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. See, that's the commendation. That's what God is looking for in our lives. Everything else he can pour into us, but he cannot, he cannot. He, he can't violate our will. I say, I say can't, he will not violate our will. He can't because he's God, but he will not violate our will. So faithfulness comes from us, holding fast, standing fast. It's very interesting that all those churches in Revelation, the two that he does not um, censor, are com commended for their faithfulness. Faithfulness. One is just hanging on, he said, but you've been faithful. You've been faithful. God is looking for that, longing for that, desiring that. Uh, Colossians 4, <coughs> verse 7 to 9. All my state shall Tichikas declare to you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. With Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they shall make known unto you all things which are done here. <coughs> listen to them, listen to them, receive them, why? Gifting? Well, they were gifted men, of course. But because they are faithful, they've been faithful to me, they've stuck by me, so you listen to them. You be faithful to them. And uh, that is God's looking for that in every area of our lives. Why? Because he longs for it. There's something that, that distinguishes us from the world. The world needs to see that in these last days. Faithful to his word, faithful in every area of our lives, applying God's word to every area of our lives, even though it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost, it will cost, 
To be faithful and to hold fast to God's word is going to cost, but it's absolutely vital. In the Boxer Revolution, uh, um, Revolution 1900 in China, many, many thousands of Christians got killed. Um, they'd risen up against uh, missionary work and westernization, I think, and all that kind of thing. And they surrounded a school one day, Christian mission school, with, and left one exit. And uh, on that exit, they put a cross on, on, on the floor and said, if you want to go free, you trample on this cross to leave. And uh, seven students trampled on the cross and off they went. The eighth, a young little girl, came and knelt down by the cross and uh, began to weep. What have they done? What have they done? As soon as she got up, shot her. Shot her. But you know what? The next hundred students followed that lead of that little girl. Lost their lives. Lost their lives. Faithful unto death. Why? Because they saw with a new eye, as we talk about seeing on Sunday, saw with a new eye. Faith, God is faithful to us. So what have we got? Why aren't we faithful to him? He will never leave us. He cannot fail. His word cannot fail. So that's why we apply God's word in every area of our lives. And we are faithful, faithful to him, irrespective of what we think is going on. Hudson Taylor, one night, was due to preach at a particular church, and the secretary said, we, we, won't, we won't do this tonight because of the, 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 the weather's so bad, so inclement. He said, we will not uh, do the meeting tonight. He said, look, he said, I've been booked to do this meeting. He said, I'm going whether there's no one going to turn up or not, he said, because I've been booked to do it. He turned up, 12 people turned up, which today isn't too bad um, in those days, but maybe not so much. But you know what? That meeting had such an amazing change. Power of God was there. They said half of those present became missionaries or gave their children to be missionaries. The other half became faithful supporters of his China inland mission. Why? Because he was faithful to what he was asked to do. He said, I'm going because God's asked me to go and I'm going to tell them about the work of the Lord and see what God's going to do. Faithfulness is something that will really make... I always remember a young lad going down the road over there. And he'd been here. It's a little boy. He looked and he said, you still here, you? He said, you still here? I said, I'm still here, I said. I'm waiting for you to come back. <laughs> still here, you know? And that is something, isn't it? In this world, they say today that those born after 1985 only stay three and a half years in a particular job. No longer those days where people have 50, 60 years service. No, three and a half years. That's the 90% only stay three and a half years in a particular job. Why? Because of that idea of um, I am my own boss, I am my own man, but there's apathy, there's indifference. See, when we become our own gods, that's what happens. When we, when we, when we, when we, Fulfill our own desires, we realize there's emptiness left at the end of it. Indifference, apathy, that's what we got in our world. Do you see the kids? Try to get them to do something? Get up and do it. Apathy, indifference. Why? Because we've, we've told them they are their own. Make your own way, make your own path. It's godlessness. But God is faithful to us, and He would be.
for us to be faithful in every area to him. Bless the Lord. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about our church, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.